0: I, as a marathoner, I'm always like, you know, Like no matter how uh, bad, uh, you know, like even if you have like no money and no whatever, there is no way that, uh, you know, one, sh- uh, one should quit.
1: really excited to welcome you all to our very first episode of Stride Stories. This is your host Apurva Sharma. The podcast is our endeavor to connect with prominent entrepreneurs, investors and industry leaders in the startup ecosystem and bring all their stories to life through candid and fun conversations. It's really a special moment for us to have all of you listeners on the very first episode of Stride Stories. We hope it will be an enriching and fun experience for all of you as we embark on this journey. Today, we have with us an iconic couple of the startup ecosystem. Having done their engineering, they both went to do their MBA from the best B-School in the country, i Ahmedabad, where they met with each other and connected over their mutual love for starting their own venture and outdoor sports. Flash forward to 2022, and they've made a stellar business and one of the most loved beauty cosmetics brand and are India's first couple to complete the world's toughest triathlon. Their company website defines itself as a brand of choice for women of today. And so we are extremely excited to welcome the duo behind the brand, founders of Sugar Cosmetics, Vinita Singh and Porshik Mukherjee. Make our first episode extra special. We also have with us today the founder and managing partner of our funds, Tride Ventures, Ishpreet Singh Gandhi. Ishpreet has been a career banker for most of his professional career, having worked at over five banks in over 15 years. Having been associated with the startup ecosystem during his banking days through industry-first debt solutions, he finally took the plunge to start Stride in 2019. We couldn't be more excited to have him as the co-host for this episode. With that thought, let's get started with our conversation. So the first question is for both of you, Vinita and Kaushik. You both did engineering for your undergrad and then your MBA from IMA. Wasn't the next obvious step to take a fancy corporate job, especially since the Indian startup ecosystem wasn't as evolved back then as it is in 2022. And did your families have a role to play in this decision? Vinita, if you'd like to go first.
0: Uh, so firstly, Apurva and Ishree, thank you so much uh, for having us here for the first episode. And uh, once again, thank you for this amazing partnership that we've had over the last couple of years. Um, very excited that Stride has finally started a podcast because, uh, they, I mean, you know, uh, Stride is probably one of the most uh, genuine and supportive funds out there. So I think it'll be very encouraging, uh, not just for uh, the companies that are already part of your portfolio, but overall for the ecosystem to have like a, uh, you know, a uh, fund that's actually a big cheerleader of the ecosystem, do uh, drive an initiative like this. So, uh, very excited uh, about Stride Stories. Um, so, uh, you know, co- uh, I I started up my first company back in two thousand and seven, uh, and at that time, uh, there there was no real thing called a startup ecosystem, and the only like legends we used to read about were like. Uh, You know people in the Silicon Valley like Steve Jobs and uh, you know Richard Branson, uh, of course. uh, And uh, I had read like during my IT days a lot of books because I was trying to figure out meaning in terms of you know what is it that I can do beyond uh, just like uh, um, you know uh, 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 like an investment banking job or a consulting job that I could potentially look at uh, doing after uh, my graduation and. so I was very clear that the only way to really change the world and to have like a really big impact on uh, is by building your own company you're able to employ people you're able to create products that don't exist you're able to um, inspire uh, future generations and I I, you know so I was always clear that at some point I'll be an entrepreneur Um, I if I knew how hard it was to really, um, you know, get to even like one, two crore of annual revenue, how hard it was to, uh, uh, you know, run a company without being able to raise money. And then later on, the realization of how hard it is to raise money, I probably would never have had the guts to start up back at 23. Uh, Honestly, I had a great job offer and it would have been like a a pretty good career option. Uh, But I, I... you know, was very overconfident at that time. I uh, graduated with one of the best-paying jobs on campus, and you know, I had this best woman all-rounder uh, award, even at IIT. I had one of the best jobs, so I I just thought that you know, I am somebody who can really uh, build a very large company. And the goal was to 30. I IPO karke, rich um, and um well, it did not none of it turned out to be like that uh in fact, the first ten years right, of my I'm, I'm still <laughs> <laughs> shows shows goshin. and uh, so the first ten years of my entrepreneurial journey were of course very, very hard uh struggled a lot to you know, really build a business. Tried multiple things, failed many times. Got more than a hundred uh, investor rejections. Um, you know, wasn't able to work it out with my co-founders. Uh, you know, the ones who I originally started up with before uh, I Kashik and I got together and started up. So I, I think it was a very, very um, long and hard journey and a tough realization that uh, just because you're good at academics or good at extracurriculars on campus doesn't mean that you know you'll be able to uh, build a company. And uh, that whole realization that I am no Steve Jobs or Richard Branson. It was very hard to deal with. Uh, but um, I, in you know hindsight, now the things have really finally uh, taken off. I am grateful that I started off so early because those 10 years I feel was the base of that compounding that one needs uh, to really unlock. Um, one's potential, and I feel that if I hadn't gone through those ten years of like struggle and you know the um, uh, the part that I went through with my previous company and the one that Kaushik and I went through in the last first five years of trying to build a Fab Bag and then Sugar, uh, the you know, I, I would have made mistakes much bigger mistakes at the current scale. So um, I, I'm very grateful now for those years of uh, struggle, and um, I, I, I you know, and I'm grateful that I started early. So even those 10 years, although it seems like a whole decade gone waste, uh, I I feel that, you know, I still have like three, four more decades ahead of me. Uh, So it gives me a great platform to now go from here uh, over the next three, four decades. Um, And um, it was a bit of, uh, I would say, you know, uh, being naive that led me to take that decision to not take up my job offer and start up. Uh, But luckily, um, you know at 23 you are naive and you think that you can really change the world and that's what I thought when I make that plunge.
2: Yeah, uh, before maybe Kaushik comments on the same answer naturally um, uh, I had a privilege of seeing you guys for around two years now from, yeah. from the first meeting of you guys sitting in separate rooms within the same house so Kaushik maybe the same uh, the, I definitely would want to have your views but I think you're a very good combination as a couple. Very few people know that. So when you give this answer, if you just want to probably describe a bit about how you see the last six years alongside Vinita and what role while assessing yeah. your personal plunge you've completed. completed, which very few people are aware about.
3: So I think individually, uh, both of us have our dreams, aspirations and our, uh, let's say, strengths weaknesses. But somehow uh, we've had very... Complementing and differing interest areas and skill set. I mean, uh, and sometimes we end up doing things together. But uh, one person takes the lead, and the other one says, "Okay, cello, you know, uh, it'll, if you do it together, it'll probably be fun." So, um, in fact, not many people know this, but uh, sugar actually started with a very uh, tricky and slightly controversial discussion back in 2015 when we were in the middle of a pivot. And see, FabBag was different because FabBag, in when we started in our mind. Ibnita uh, brought in her focus on building something for women as a target audience and from my previous startup we were trying to build an online insurance startup earlier you know I really wanted to sell something directly to the consumer using mobile internet I mean that time D2c was not a thing but i mean insurance the only thing you like to you have to do is bypass the middle person to sell and educate the consumer D2C ban gaya, right? So when we were pivoting from that Fab Bag model beauty subscription, which had a tech play in it, which has uh, AI customization part of it and also beauty sourcing part of it to a pure brand play. There was a <laughs> there was a day when <laughs> I was telling you, you need to, uh, uh, like uh, again i don't know what kind of parliamentary or unparliamentary language we can use on this podcast you, can, you can use know.
1: anything Kaushik.
3: <laughs> yeah so i said yeah uh, dekho lagi padi hai band hone wali company this is 2015 and yeah, like kaam karte, okay kaam karte so i'm going to let's let's uh, divide and rule so uh, i'm going to take up a job Right and make sure that the um, uh, you know family and all that and this is twenty fifteen because uh, I think we were expecting our first I think yeah we were expecting our first child then and I think, <laughs> and I think, I think yeah. you should be cautious about these ones <laughs> not, not about the other ones <laughs> and and I said that, you know uh, and I think you know, we were I think seven months down or something like that time you know you take the beauty business forward and let me take a break and make sure that the house doesn't capsize right and we had an epic fight, and our reaction was triggered by hormones, or for seven months, uh, expecting mom, or was she really pissed off? And I was like, right? I mean, but uh, but yeah, so very rarely in the last nine years has it happened that both of us have turned both ways and said, you know, okay, you know, to hell with you, to hell with you, and gone both ways. One person really comes around sometimes, or sometimes me. This time uh, we said okay, you know, uh, obviously this has to be a well thought out decision. So let's get the ball engine started before we even think of communicating things to our board and all. But within the next 12 months, so many things happened that we just knew that okay, this lag hai ki, there's play here. So so yeah, that's uh, I mean, this was yeah. your your question, and uh, yeah.
2: huge respect, huge respect, Vinita, for you as a person, Ranveer, and Vikrant two sons where people are not aware about, uh, five and two, if I'm correct, right? Uh, no, three and six. Uh, I'm now six. Six yeah. and three, right? So we have also grown one year older. <laughs> <laughs> six <laughs> and three, and uh, managing, and 2013, starting a business in the country when very few people even are aware about the word startup, leave alone direct to consumer, and going through the journey of uh, uh, being the mother. And or she's not realizing that which year it was, <laughs> <laughs> I think. It's not easy for a, uh, for a mother to go through this. So, uh, I think while we build on to the questions here. Uh, um, I think all of us uh, carry a huge respect for you as a couple what you've gone through. And what Absolutely.
0: You've been... Thank you. And I want to add to the question that you asked about us being, so there are like two, three things where we are so opposite, but it is so, um, you know, uh, useful for us to keep having each other's uh, perspective. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we've been running this company for nine years together and we know exactly what the other person's going to say, but, you know, yeah. there are so many times that we need to hear that uh, to find that balance in between. So like, for instance, I as a marathoner i am always like, you know Kuch quit like, like no matter how uh, bad, uh, you know, like even if you have like no money and no whatever, there is no way that uh, you know one should uh, one should quit because you know, runners who did not finish tag a race race if you don't finish the race. And that's like it's there's such a big phobia of that that, you know, I would do anything but quit. And Kaushik has this very clear, very consultant um, approach of stop loss that, you know, once things have sunk cost is a very important concept to keep in mind. And once things go really bad, you have to, you know, cut your losses and like make your life better. And Mm -hmm. somehow, like both of us find a balance in between, between my extreme, Mm -hmm. like, do not quit and his, uh, you know, uh, understanding of stop loss. Similarly, Uh, You know, there are so many times where uh, like, you know I'm like fundamentally very competitive so I have this like FOMO right as they call it especially you know you're like 2021 where everybody's turning unicorn and like Mm -hmm. it's becoming like this whole uh, so every now and then I have this oh my god you know we're not good enough and you know and then Kaushik has this zero Mm -hmm. FOMO in life like he doesn't give a Mm -hmm. damn about what he has full clarity on what we are building why that makes sense and you know how in the long term it doesn't matter how fast you get there as long Mm -hmm. as you get there stronger and so, you know, again, in that, there are so many times where both of us, you know, uh, sort of like are able to come to a, a middle ground because we have such extreme views on both of these things. And then, of course, on deals, you know, you know Kaushik, right? So Kaushik <laughs> always has this philosophy. We
3: should not go there. It's dangerous territory. <laughs>
2: <That's> no, no. <laughs> Actually, I, I said it for a reason that you balance each other. Because I'm sure when we speak, about the same questions answer. Both of you will be very balancing towards giving the same answer. So if I speak to Kaushik, okay, Kaushik, what's next, right? And he'll say, look, I don't have any FOMO and all that. And I think we'll take our time. And I'm sure if I've call beneath <laughs> back, I'll get an opposite answer. I think we've seen it. I, I, I actually don't, don't say for a reason. I think that you guys really balance each other. I think that, that amazing
1: combination.
2: Nothing like co-founders being husband and wife, right? You You know each other so well that you know where, how to plug in the gaps.
3: Well, we have our moments in the, <laughs> where we are like, uh, you know, but, but it's okay. We come around, we come around.
1: Okay, moving on. So Ishpreet, do you want to ask the question about Bag?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so look, uh, actually you started Fabbag. You just mentioned Vinita before, uh, Sugar, which was a subscription-based cosmetic company we heads of its time right how do you how do you actually see that space evolving and what kind of learnings would have you had which helped you build sugar and do you think it's still something which runs in the mind or that uh do you think we are far off from having that subscription e-commerce as really really taking off and how sugar is considering that
0: so um i i think definitely uh the e-commerce and the subscription ecosystem in india has evolved uh, it was two, in 2012 there were basic issues around not being able to build a credit card every month so you know we had to take like an entire year subscription money in advance uh which was very hard because you know as, uh, consumers in india didn't want to commit uh, they were barely figuring out e-commerce and to add to that if you told them that you have to subscribe and you know commit to a 12-month subscription uh it was a very tough decision uh i think our you know there were three four learnings that we had in that time, firstly, it was that, uh, like, as as, uh, educated people, we have this temptation to create something that is so differentiated that sometimes we back in like this whole like you know complexity and um, a lot of features in it and you know to just to make it stand out because we are like okay if Nike uh, which had just started an e-commerce company is trying to build e-commerce we'll be different by being subscription commerce for instance right um, many times what happens is that uh, you know. A, a, Like because you don't have the wherewithal in terms of resources to spend on marketing, it becomes very hard to scale if your product is so complex because the consumer doesn't understand. Indian consumer wants simple, basic things. Uh, So I think our first learning was don't uh, try to differentiate for the sake of it. Uh, It's okay to build a product which is incrementally better than what is there in the market and uh, it's okay to you know go from there and like keep improving it rather than trying to say that okay can I build something that you know doesn't really exist because category creation uh, is much harder especially for small companies Um, and uh, second learning was of course uh, I think we made the mistake of even before really figuring out product market fit because we were uh, you know we wanted to raise early and uh, it was the beginning of uh, the time where access to capital was early Uh, we raised and once you raise money you are on this uh, you know you have on this treadmill where you have to keep growing right so it doesn't matter whether you have product market fit or not you have to keep putting money in performance marketing just to show growth because you you committed to your investors that you're going to grow X times year on year I think that's a big mistake um, that we did because uh, if you don't raise money before product market fit you have the time to really understand whether this is working where the consumer wants you to go Uh, you can pivot you can do all of that without um, giving up a significant part of your equity i think that's the other mistake which i often now tell um you know uh, companies that are starting up just because capital is raha hai don't just raise so early and then hmm. you know uh, because you will never understand whether you've got the product market fit or not and uh, so we actually ended up trying to grow it for almost 3 years we grew to about 16000 subscribers that's about a 7 to 8 crore uh, net revenue company annually which is not small uh, but yeah, when you small. try to pivot yeah and when you try to pivot from that scale it becomes so much harder so i think if we had just not been obsessed with the idea of raising um and we had you know really uh, figured out we would have probably been able to pivot earlier uh, but you, you know for us, uh, that learning came the hard way. Um, and of course, sugar also, luckily, everybody says that how do you have the guts to compete with like a l'Oreal, a png, a Unilever? I mean, it's like the probably the toughest category to be in. Uh, but luckily, uh, you know, thanks to Fab bag, We were so close to these uh, women, these young women who are now beginning to shop online and they were taking inspiration on e-commerce. And we sort of rode that whole wave of this shift happening in the way young women think about themselves, the way the young women shop. Um, And we knew that this wave, uh, none of the large brands are uh, even you know uh, noticing and if they are going to miss out on this big opportunity and uh, for us it was the right time of course uh, we deliberated on that decision for almost two three years uh, you know before we actually launched sugar because uh, we thought that uh, our board discussion mein always the conversation used to happen that brand launch can need 50 crores that was a number that we always used to get you know thrown at us saying that 50 crores to launch a brand Uh, and you have like 30 40 lakh left in the account so obviously you can't launch a brand right so um, we finally because we don't have any other option uh, we ended up launching two products and we said that okay you know we're not launching a brand we're just trying out these two products and seeing how it goes but because we'd spent so many months just obsessing about this consumer and about you know the problem that we were solving which is young women want one thing from their makeup it should be long lasting nothing else they want it just want one thing morning ko lagaya evening tak chahiye and that is the one thing that no other brand was giving them and apart from that of course some, you know colors that suit indian skin tones um and and we just solved for that and we you know customers loved us so first two years may from going from two products to going to about 100 products happened purely uh, because you know women kept coming back and asking for more and it just started working and you know we de- didn't even need to spend in marketing to grow uh, in those first two years. Sure Kaushik, do you, would you
1: like to add something to this?
3: I think subscription demands a certain amount of behavior building and to anybody who's listening to this and thinking that maybe it's time to build a subscription service i just say subscription ko judge mat karo think about whether it's applicable in your area or not i'll give you a simple example right This is a milk delivery service right Ape, uh, you know door ke keep the milk packet and go on all that i mean that's life saving right i mean so in that subscription absolutely works but just double click on that why does it work it works because aaj, dhudh, aaj and subhead, baas, magically milega right but assume then will you look forward to tomorrow's milk? No, it will be a headache. And all that. The same thing happened with us in cosmetics. They were not using and finishing cosmetics goods soon enough. So with us continuing to send products yeah. after three, four months, they were like, oh my God, I have too many products. So whichever it's not, it's, it's never about judging whether subscription commerce is there. Of course, if you're bettering someone's life and solving a problem, it will have play in the startup ecosystem. But So I think uh, to anybody who's listening and evaluating, I think subscription comes is beautiful, but it's very, very contextual in what, what habit you're trying to build.
2: What's the need of the repeat is what you're... To yeah, is it a
3: need? Is it a want? I mean, if a need is perfect. Hai, a need with a certain cadence perfect perfect. Otherwise, it's... Uh, I mean, it can't be only for the price, right? Because people keep having these discount deals on um, third-party platforms where people can just go shop when they want.
1: Certain uh, frequency of consumption
3: yes, is required.
1: Yes, 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 So next question. Uh, the content commerce playbook was not so common when you started focusing on building a community of sugar loyalists and a very strong focus on content-based marketing, demonstration of your products online, rather than just influencers flashing the products. So what was the realization behind this? Because um, now people talk about the content commerce playbook. But when you guys started it was not there
3: actually to be fair even i was surprised to hear the content to commerce label because for us it starts one step before content it starts from the product it's product content commerce because see i think people uh, i mean okay c2c is a very cool buzzword but the thing is see ultimately content is what content is created on your product which means if your product is faulty and is not outstanding media for content will come out no matter how you shoot it in which 3d camera you used to shoot it right and what you create with it and if your con- product is great ultimately even the content is divided into two buckets there's owned content and there's earned content owned content is what i invest money in creating myself so i'm going to make sure that my product is a hero always but you know frankly if you really scale that's maybe 10 percent of the content which uh, which you will have because the people who you push out your products to users when they they Take photographs of themselves using it, posting it, earned content that is far more authentic one. And in that, without any guided photography or videography, if your product shines in terms of how it looks, in terms of how it feels, the usage, the longevity, that's when you know that, okay, you're really creating an all-round good impression. So for us, I think our playbook, I keep you know telling this internally also, there was a time when we didn't have uh, advertising budgets or a very large team, but we had a very clear sense of what the product should be and what it should not be. So, we really spent the first three years of the brand just building really, really, really good products. And then we realized one day that, okay, you know, our products are generating a lot of uh, traction, earned media for us on YouTube, on Instagram. And we upped our game on those platforms and said, 2018, we took a call and said, next three years, we're just going to invest in building our own content so that when people see other people's content come to us, they see, okay, you know, yes, this is a very, uh, looks like a very professional, good looking, uh, well-functioning product and uh, so that's, that's how I think content to come, you know okay, our product our category is a pull category it's not uh, because there has it, it's an aspirational category, I mean if somebody doesn't buy makeup for 3 months, their life is not going to end right, it's not like you know it's not a fridge or a, you know some, something. it's not a hardcore need right so how do you sell that you have to develop a pull for it and for a pull it has to start from the top of the funnel The product content, commerce follows I think uh, a lot of the world's biggest brands, commerce, uh, I mean, take Apple, take Nike, commerce follows, but the amount of brand, brand building, yeah, yeah, the amount of brand building they do, product and the content you create with the product, phenomenal, phenomenal. And that's, that's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, and to, uh, you know, we have to understand that even though this young woman is very different from her mom in terms of, uh, you know, the way she looks at... Uh, you know, self confidence and you know, beauty products and the way she has like independent decision making. Uh, the she is still a very nascent makeup user. India is still at about a one eighth of the per capita consumption of makeup compared to uh, say Southeast Asia or any of the Western countries. So we're still a very very nascent market where uh, beyond we, just the we, culture,
2: we are talking about ten to twelve percent. Consumption market versus, say, a Singapore or, or or any other
0: yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. A- absolutely. At a per capita level, of course, again, in India, everybody's yeah. just going after the top 3-4% and not really worrying about overall per capita. But uh, still, it's uh, evolution stage. This is very early. Uh, and we're still at the... I mean, we've just seen the tip of the iceberg so far. Uh, but the one... So, which is why traditionally for any kind of a beauty purchase, uh, the whole going into the store and learning how the product is applied like learning how to wing your eyeliner before buying an eyeliner that helps you wing learning how to contour before buying a contouring palette or you know where to apply your blush all of those have been uh, uh you know as a uh, have been very critical to the purchase process for many years now so we didn't invent anything we just saw what was happening offline in stores there were two things happening one is teaching by this makeup artist about how it is to be done before selling something. And second is, uh, helping figure out what will suit our skin tones because India probably has a very high diversity of skin tones and undertones uh, across the country and uh, so you know to be able to and, and like products makeup products even if it's a lip product it plays with your skin and you know on different uh, skin tones the same lipstick will look very different um, and so that whole how it looks on you and which lipstick brightens you versus makes you look duller is a big part of the purchase decision so our goal was just to figure out how do we you know get this entire experience uh, on our app or, or on our um, social media properties where we have you know uh, the attention of our consumer and which is why our entire effort and content is just around educating in a fun way and our content teams don't actually have a goal a sales target they are mm-hmm. only creating content with the goal of saying that educate 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 build um, you know massive awareness on how products are to be used and then when they make that decision of their buying wherever they are they'll pick up a sugar eventually because you know sugar is a brand they begin to trust and uh second is on the app build, have so much content around how a product looks on different skin tones and how it plays with your skin tone uh that she doesn't have to worry at the time of making the decision of which exact lipstick or a foundation will suit her the choice becomes obvious based on all the content that she's seeing yeah. so i think that was uh it was just about and and still like 90 percent of our customers figure out what they want to buy from sugar digitally 50 percent of them are shopping us offline but they're still learning what yeah. to buy sugar uh, from sugar online, and you know, I and I think in the next ten years with AR and filters and all of that, this will even change Absolutely. faster, and we want to be at the forefront of that transition.
2: It makes sense. Uh, Very interesting. It, uh, yeah, if I if I may ask, we I'm not sure how many people are aware about it, but we have discussed candidly uh, as as founders, you've seen a couple of tough instances in life, right? And how, how some people came in support. Uh, and I think curious to know, especially from a, uh, from a work-life balance perspective, how it plays out, not in tough times, in good times as well. How, uh, uh, with kids being around uh, and as a couple, how important is to strike that well? And does your probably, you guys are, are kind of athletes, I can easily say, when you've done something like that, right? Other than maybe that uh, running or a marathon has some role to play in terms of how you looked at this journey of uh, being constant in life, like a marathon rather than a sprint. And if you just want to probably throw some light on how it works, because ultimately for it's it's about the jockey who's riding the horse, right? You The scenarios change and everything. And you found this, How actually you go by from the personal life perspective to look at it, it's important to know. So... Um...
0: You know, I I think somebody recently said that um, said something which I really uh, valued was that, uh, you know, don't worry so much about managing your time as much about managing your energy. And I feel that like, you know, I, I don't think Kaushik or I have ever felt this sense of balance because there's always imbalance there are some phases where there is like you know 16 hour work days and then there are phases when it's like uh just like you know a lot of uh, time spent in training for a race which is coming up in two weeks Uh, and then there are phases where uh you know we just go off the grid and uh you know spend some time with the family without you know when without worrying about uh replying to mails within 24 hours so uh i i don't i think you know balance is if as entrepreneurs, there is no way to try to achieve balance. Uh, balance is a sort of forced construct, uh, which, unfortunately, um, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, I, I think trying to fit into that uh, doesn't make sense. Uh, but yes, being able to manage. Your energy and doing things that energize you. So I, I feel that like you know having a good morning run or a good morning workout is like you know takes care of the rest of the day's energy in terms of you know just being. Uh, I I always say that I'm you know I'm just a better human being, a better wife, a better um, uh, manager on days that I run because uh, you know I just I'm, My energy is higher throughout the day. Uh, similarly, uh, getting you know those uh, like just young children are so fulfilling. And they're just so fun to be with. And you know, that whole experience of being a parent is just, um, you know, really completes you. And, And it just gives you that fuel that you need as an entrepreneur on your tough days to uh really like you know, hang in there and keep going and not give up. And I just feel that um uh you know there are there are founders who go into this, and which is how I started off first, where they say that okay, five years mein mujhe unicorn, hai aur karna hai, and then they go all at it and you know they sacrifice their health, their you know, uh, uh nutrition, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 then you know and then at the end of the day you start seeing uh, this your business as something which is destroying you as a person because you know it's taking away from your lifespan and uh, instead of that uh, if you look at it as a uh, you know as a very like i'm in this for like five decades right oh, like so some
2: because you guys do it right so does it make
0: absolutely absolutely so you know we think about it as a marathon that running a business like a marathon so don't worry about spending all your energy in the first one or two years or trying to get somewhere for just because somebody is overtaking you I will go faster you know all of those I think take away from the joy of building I think if you you know do it as a um, if you don't put your life on hold for me the decision uh, for us the decision to have a child you know at the age of uh, 30 uh, when you know we could have thought of having a child later was a tough one because it was the you know our business was at the absolute lowest at that time right we were going through the pivot now imagine at that time having the you know it's a tough decision to say that you know should i like have a child or should i wait three more years because at the end of the day there is not the biological clock etc these days is like you know up to 35 but i feel that you know uh we just didn't look at it as a thing saying that and which is why let's not put our life on hold let's live Let's build a good company. Let's enjoy what we're doing. Because, you know, the most important thing is that, I don't know how much money will come out of it, but might as well enjoy the journey, because it's going to be a long journey. And enjoying the journey lets us stay in the journey for longer. Which is why the whole, you know, doing other things that you love, fuels you and lets you be on this journey longer. That That's
2: the way well said, said, well said Vinita. It's a learning for a lot of founders. Trust me. Uh, uh, we see a lot of companies, fortunately. So it's a very good learning. Koshi, you want to add on something like
3: that? I was smiling because in one of our discussions like this, I was telling Vinita, Vinita, you know, life-in-law is life a story. Why you Story. We are doing stories, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know whether work-life balance extreme. I think we've all both of us struggle a lot with it but I'll just say if you think, that if you think that work-life balance doesn't happen to one day two then we should be honest and say you're not doing anything about it because I think it all starts with intent if you there are enough tools to help us at least attempt uh, uh, trying to fix it. Wo successful Like, I remember in, in this phone, I discovered something called a Zen mode. Like, literally, airplane mode. And it asks you, like, three times are you sure? 10 minute, beast minute, other one So, yeah, I remember earlier, uh, I used to come back and uh, I used to literally put my phone on Zen mode for an hour, 45 minutes or so. And then I'm like, okay, my brain accepts that now nope, your phone is not there. Laptop, you nika, do Great, I can play with my kids. I mean, it is actually, if you look at it, a little sad that I have to do that to make time to play with two kids who have not spent time with the entire day. But okay, but I still do that. And later I feel that. So there are mechanisms which uh, I've tried in making small habits out of. So I'm not spending time doing something, then I'll sort of create a situation where I will have no option but to do that. And then I'll feel good at the end of it. No, no, actually
2: all the founders listening in, in fact, uh, I remember we tried sending some documents to uh, uh, Vinita's and Kaushik's place and they were, I think, a couple of times found in Nunavala, where, yeah, Once, once. Nashik, Nashik, yeah. Know, you know, know. yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I think that was their
0: anniversary.
2: So, the point we are making. Uh, this is this has to be done for a long run, right? Uh, to all the founders listening in and... Uh, there should not be any FOMO associated with businesses. I think or the success of sugar is clearly evident because there has they have not been going by FOMO. We have seen it, observed it. And I think then the investors fall coming uh, for good businesses and uh, you have to just stay put and do right things. So very important learning actually.
1: Absolutely. Uh, moving on. Um, yeah. So needless to say that you, we are absolutely in awe of you on Shark Tank India Vinita, from pitching in front of VCs for Sugar to now sitting on the other side of the table. How different does it feel?
0: Well, I, I only had to say that uh, I only had to be like the Ishpreet and the Purva to all these entrepreneurs by being supportive, as supportive and encouraging. Deals, too, but not But like whatever, wherever you interact with an entrepreneur, as long as you can uh, leave them more inspired and uh, you know uh, one step away from ever thinking of giving up, I think that's the. I, I really uh, went into Shark Tank with this clear uh, goal that. You know, in like the last 12 months, uh, for small businesses, what we don't read about in the news is that for small businesses, it's been very hard. So many small food companies, restaurants, travel companies have struggled. And um, I think you know the only thing that I've uh, uh, learned from my journey is that this ups and downs is like you know a guaranteed part of every startup. So when you are going through those near death situations, if you have the courage to hang in there for another year, uh, sometimes the breakthrough happens. So I. I really like really my biggest goal out of this is that if, you know, even a bunch of founders um, think about find the courage to hang in there and not give up um, in during these tough times, uh, it makes a big difference. Uh, that's what I started off. I think the one big bonus that I never expected getting out of this whole Shark Tank experience has been. Uh, just women. I mean, you know, the out of the deals that I've done, 55% are women led companies. And uh, you, uh I, I feel that, you know, given that uh, for like in the ecosystem, there are like less than 2% of the deals which have women. And this big difference that, you know, you're seeing on a platform like Shark Tank um, is because actually, there are so many women running companies, it's just that they've not had the mentorship or the funding to scale their businesses. So a number of women run companies in India is very high, it's more than 20%. But most of them are single founder, very small businesses, I think they'll all see mm. this and, you know, like, find a representation there and realize that, you know, they can also aspire to be like build large companies and just because uh, they have so far been considered like a uh, you know somebody who's just doing like a lifestyle business uh, they don't le- need to let that constrain their ambitions their goals so i, I you know i now feel that my biggest take uh, um uh, takeaway from this whole experience will be you know just like hopefully uh a wave of women entrepreneurs wanting to build large companies and I feel that you know women entrepreneurs end up hiring more women then those women start companies that's cascading effect that's absolutely uh, the best thing the most important thing that India needs right now so uh, I, 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 that, that's you well, know sorry. what my
2: experience is we already have two super women in this uh, podcast so very much <laughs> absolutely uh, actually, I, I want to probably ask uh, another question which is very important for uh, building good businesses. I think you guys are really focused on team. I've seen uh, not naturally uh, socially very active so we've seen teams change right town halls the, the team getting outnumbered the size of the town hall gatherings you have done and how you've realized and now you've given emphasis on the team actually it's been very important in our journey right as well. but how you've taken care of them what's important in hiring how do you engage who engages more competitively to both of you? We want to throw some light in terms of how important that element
3: has been in thick and thin. Be very interesting to know. Yeah. I think as we build the team, there is a, a shift in what kind of team we want to build. When you start, you're looking for generalists because you actually want everybody to just fit into any situation and problem solve and build something. It may not be like something which is the best in industry because we a specialist like that, but you just want to get the show off the ro- off the, you know, on the road build more bandwidth but there's a point in time when the companies are scaling and then you realize that like like i can do say email marketing i can do i can set up a facebook campaign which is going to be a shitty campaign compared to you know what somebody who spend a decade in digital performance marketing can do so that switch means two things one you accept that you accept and you love the fact that there are people who are better than you in a certain thing where they have to come in so you step back like, I, I, you know, I was asked this question once know 0 to 1 and 1 to 100. Mein farak kya hai? I say 0 to 1, you lean in. Karo. 0, 1 to 100, mein, lean back. Karo. Because 1 to 100, mein, if you don't give people space, you will not be able to attract and retail, Attract kar loge, because everybody likes a story. But once they're inside, if they realize that, oh my God, for small, small things, I don't, I need, to get a go ahead. I'm not able to create my own thing. The reason for which I came to this company, that can be a huge risk. And I've made mistakes. I've also learned along the way that, you know, once you... Once somebody trusts you and your company with their career, you just have to, of of course, you know, educate the person about the brand, the guidelines, the guardrails, and step back, you know, let let the person work his or her magic. So uh, I think that's important.
2: Get the right people who are hustling and they can be fitted in any departments, right? Because they can be relied
3: upon. Yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. Yes, Yes. and I think hustle is just one part of it. you want to share your 4-H caution? cosix come up with this nice framework that fits in very well with everybody who does well at sugar so,
3: so i, I, I realized that there's a there's a slide we normally i mean we have in our office earlier it is like you know uh, there are four h's there's hunger humility uh, hustle uh, humor most important so these four things hunger hustle humility humor and people who are most you lead from start-
2: the front. you lead from the
3: front in all four yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i just realized that you know people who are successful and really really successful in this organization they have equal doses of everything i mean of see hustle or startup equal to hustle culture to ho gaya, right I, I i've i've, I've attended a i'm not training but i have copyrighted almost a term which is like you know hustle karo, hustle karo. i'm gonna make a t-shirt like that <laughs> and give it to everybody <laughs> but so hustle the sabi but us ke you know you will be successful, you won't be successful. To what makes you try again? I think that's why hunger is very important. And you fail, you sit in your heart, then the problem is And you sit in your heart, then That's why humor is super, super important. And you ego trip. Oh my God. <laughs> we can't deal with that because we are not like that. So that's why also humility, I think, is a huge part of uh, the company culture. And uh, yeah, so far, hope you know we've been able to build a wonderful wonderful team that that's set for the long term and and it's so funny but I, uh, our team members go so on and off, uh, you know, HRs of other companies keep calling and they keep taking screenshots and sending (laughs) sometimes that, that, you know, but they're they're with us. They're building for the long term. So we're very grateful for that. But
0: but that standard, uh, you know, uh, successful uh, startup uh, person, which is basically somebody who's really smart and a hustler, but is, you know, Thoda, uh, doesn't have humility and, you know, takes himself too seriously, those people, you know, we've realized, don't fit in sugar. So, we've had a lot of cases we've had cases, yeah. Wanted to get, like, the smartest person in the room and the biggest hustler yeah. um, out there, but, you know, they don't fit if, they, they don't, uh, like, are able, they're not able to leave their ego at the key, door. I think
2: it's a very key learning out of uh,
0: this. Yeah, the four H's. We are going to remember it.
2: <laughs> I think, uh, Everybody would want to understand and uh, would love to hear it from you. That while uh, while you've we've been very successful, uh, how do you see the next three to five years? Uh, So when we can talk about IPO plans, if you want to. I was about
3: to say next three to five years (laughs)
0: DRSP.
2: Yes, (laughs) because uh, Kaushik is still thirty, so he can afford that. But uh, what about next three to five years? Where sugar grows from here? Is it, does it remain a consumer cosmetics plus skincare brand? Or it's, it's more beyond that. Uh, so what's the larger vision? Uh,
0: so, you know, we definitely, we are very clear about who our consumer is. Uh, young women, uh, we feel that next five years, next two decades, they'll be the biggest driver of like, you know, like, uh, um cool new brands because at the end of the day if you see like a bb 50 percent of uh Um, uh, uh, 50% of women are actually millennials and Gen Z and like 2030, 75% of the online shoppers will be uh, women who are, you know, millennials Gen Z. So, uh, and there's the biggest shift is happening there because, you know, they're finally women were always considered as, uh, you know, they were told to do things in a certain way. And they, you know, were never had their own identity and their own um, confidence or the ability to use their own debit card and UPI pins to make their decisions. So people always made the decision for her. Like women always were like this whole, uh, you know, sacrifice ki misal who, you know, people everybody else made decisions for. And that has changed in the last uh, five years. And next two decades mein itna change wala hai where women will be at the forefront of decision-making.
2: Your brand, your brand campaign signifies that, right?
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. a absolutely. brand
2: campaign which just resonates what you just said.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we are very clear young women will be near the driver's seat and we want to build the best products for them. Uh, we will of course try out various categories outside of color cosmetics we've you know tried out in uh, skin care we've just acquired a brand that is like a natural skin and hair brand um, We're so we're building for this customer we want to be her favorite uh, beauty brand and the most innovative brand that she can bank on uh, you know even like 5 and 10 and 15 years down the line and we feel that it is possible there are uh, you know brands like Nike that have managed to do that uh, over like you know decades and uh so that, that's how we see ourselves uh numbers to so- you know, obviously, like, uh if uh, we create great products. So that's something that we're not so worried about. But yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody who trusted us early on in our journey from our uh, early investors to our uh, employees, uh, we'd love for, uh, you know, a listing to happen in the next three to five years so that they are able to get uh, the reward for the faith that they've put in us. For so Kaushik and me, to, you know, we definitely we want to be in this for the next two decades because now it's just started. Like, Kaushik keeps saying, we're So uh, next two decades, the real, you know, the growth and the, you know, journey of like having market share, significant market share will come.
3: That's the hope.
0: Kashik, you'd like to add something?
3: I think uh, there is just so much to do, right? There's just so much to do. And uh, I think there will be, there will be always a temptation to bite more than we can chew. What we are, th- I mean, there's this fine balance, right? We don't want to miss out and sit. We we're one of the first movers in this space, right? So we can't sit on the sidelines when this entire category is being built up. So many challenges. At the same time, some prioritization is super important. Like, for example, we keep getting asked that, why aren't you expanding internationally around that? To be fair, we have some international presence, but we've never ever added that to our pitch decks or to the board meeting. We were like, you know, the opportunity lies in India. Right now, There's, there's, I mean, makeup, skincare, hair care. So... Next five years, that's the plan. I mean, scale, scale further. I mean, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't double year on year at minimum. And having done that, uh, yes, our investors have been super patient and supportive. I mean, we have to. I, actually, I don't even know if they're going to offer their shares for sale when we buy them because every time I've asked them in the past, secondary they'll be like, ha ha ha. <laughs> so, so, so but, but at least, uh, yeah, we, we owe it to those. Uh, our investors. We know the pain, Kaushik. You know the pain, yes. (laughs)
1: Great. So, this is the last question that we have in the business section, and then we move to the other section. Sugar is a great name for the brand. Any anecdotes on how you guys pick it up? And if you enter other categories, will you opt for sub brands or will sugar dominate?
2: And that's interesting.
3: So I have a, a theory on this. I think we've discussed it threadbare that, you know, sugar, master brand expanded across uh, multiple categories, you know, hair, fragrance, whatever it is. And after having thought everything, I am so not convinced about it. And I'm very not convinced about this just because of the fact that sugar is following. It's not like any other makeup brand. I mean, just, I'm not talking about how good or bad a brand is. It's just like a following. There are different kinds of following. They are following like, okay, this is my comfort uh, makeup. Oh, this is my premium occasion makeup. Sugar has a very, uh, you know, cult following of sorts. And people who uh, tried it, loyalists tried it first. They've brought their friends onto the brand. So, I mean, it's almost like, I mean, when I say, when, when you use the word cult, you think of like, you know, bourbon whiskey, you know, you know, uh, so uh, I mean, absolute vodka. So imagine if one day I, I mean, Ishwira and I have a different kind of, uh, banter when we are <laughs> you, know, on, you know sharing a drink but imagine I say you know I want you to try this is uh, Jack Daniel's vodka and kind of dissonance hota hai, right what is this Jack vodka I mean uh, try this absolute bourbon whiskey and you'll be like Kuch hai. so we can't you know brand ko nahin nahin kar so I think I think brands that are that I don't know
2: why you gave a liquor example to me but I <laughs> <laughs>
3: Even I don't know. I don't know why. It's this I drinks a lot. <laughs> no <na, guys. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so jokes about, I think I think we will definitely experiment with multiple brands. Uh, it's something we like doing because, because it starts from the audience and because we would like to believe that we've understood the audience really, really well and deeply in the last six to seven years. Uh, every scope of building other brands uh, and giving it the same due process because... Um, I mean it's convenient to club everything under sugar but in the long run I think uh, it may not do justice to the brand.
0: Yeah. So since you mentioned the campaign like uh, you know just a good way to think of it is anything that fits in with like bold and free uh, mm-hmm. will fit in there but you know you can't imagine Ayurveda skincare mm-hmm. for instance right so we will not do that I mean for its sugar is very clearly the uh, you know, the bold and free brand for young, independent, fierce women. And anything that Sugar launches has mm-hmm. to fit in with that story. Yeah. No,
1: Absolutely. See. So, uh, Ishpreet, this is this question is actually for you. Uh, you know Sugar is one of the most special portfolio companies for Stride. Please tell us about behind-the-scenes stories about how the
0: deal unfolded. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance to be about
3: Kaushik. <laughs> Revenge time. I want to go on record
2: and state I think this is uh, Kaushik for sure, is one of the most difficult and the best negotiators around in the startup. Of- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my captain. The- you are not aware about it already. Uh, but uh, uh, and the way he unfolds. The negotiation has its own skills, so Vinita will come and <clears throat> and just say, okay. But I know there is Kaushik at the back.
3: Oh
2: no! But having said that, uh, I honestly I think this is uh, it was an important company for us at that point of time, and uh, I remember entering into a negotiation to the D which I generally don't do we have done deals post that also kaushika and vinita but we have not spoken about negotiation ever so uh, i think it was uh, you you you, uh, you have some memories which you have to cherish for life i think this is definitely one of them and uh, yeah uh, i think that trust of onboarding us as a younger brand really matters so what they've gone through same, the journey i think yeah, yeah, what they've gone through in the journey i think they reciprocated with us in terms of understanding uh, yeah. Stride wants, wanted to make a statement, and uh, they trusted us to deliver on that. And uh, I presume they have been happy. So I think uh, that's, it was a very special. Uh, pura, you have been involved in the transaction. It is
1: always special,
2: <laughs> special that phase uh, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed. it. I think you, you remember all these moments. <clears throat> I remember this was kind of peak of COVID, right? When we entered, yeah. you had yeah. uh, yes, yes, five X from there. We were uh, we were recording. Uh, we were discussing the other day, five X since the time we have entered. So yeah. maybe we are the we are the lucky guys <laughs> behind Absolutely. <laughs> percent. Absolutely, <100%. yeah. laughs>
0: Next time parties on Koshik. <laughs> yeah.
2: Next
1: uh, our podcast has two other smaller sections apart from business conversations. Moving on to the rapid fire section to know you better. First question, Vinita, running or swimming? running any day do you God swim sick. also maybe uh, you want to tell
2: this they, they,
1: they were the first couple to complete yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. but, but, but i'm
0: a reluctant swimmer i very like I am, I am very scared of water and in general And i you know char 4 swim karnatha so is glad to practice but ever <laughs> since the Iron Man, i have like probably been in a pool like maybe two or three times <laughs> and what about you Koshik? do you like swimming better
3: Oh, 110 percent. Swimming, of course. But running is like, it it's rules with the mind. I mean, at the beginning, I saw a lamp post. I saw 5 minutes, I saw a lamp post on that one. I think it's not a move. It
2: doesn't
3: That's how you complete
2: each other. That's how you completed Ironman, is it? That's right.
1: Something like that. Who is your favorite shark apart from Vinita?
2: oh, oh.
3: Yeah. oh. Yeah. Uh, rapid fire uh, aman is cool i like his brand and uh, the way he carries himself no pretenses
1: okay next question if not sugar what would you have named your company any one of you can answer
3: You want the truth we were yeah. about to name our company a very very bizarre name we were about to, we were about to name our company uh, the brand uh, kickass cosmetics do not laugh it is true <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> itne itna itna
1: so
3: we, we we there's a there's this time when we told madhukar and anand you know <laughs> matlab sugar itna
1: acha naam cannot imagine
3: <laughs> we would have been destroyed destroyed annihilated nobody would work for us who would have and, and really thought it oh was such a
0: cool name we were convinced <laughs>
2: So
3: who came up with Sugar then? Sugar, uh, I had added it to the short list of five names which we had. We ran a poll and there were five really cool names. Uh, sugar, tha, sugar cosmetics, pe- Pepper Cosmetics, Stoked, um, uh, fabulicious, <laughs> and kickass. And people just gave भर भर feedback that kick ass is vulgar. <laughs> I said, okay, like, kya, in, in stock. what is in-stock ho out-of-stock? Ho, ho? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, sugar, a lot of people said, you know, sugar, yeah, I've heard sugar. I was like, this is interesting feedback. For a new brand, the biggest thing that can, best thing that can happen people think that it's not a new brand. And a lot of people said that sugar took me suna. I'm like, okay, great. We got the trademark for it and we ran done with
1: it. It's a very good name, Ishpreet. Does Manvi and your wife use sugar products?
0: <laughs>
1: I
2: try to ensure that she uses it. I was actually uh, telling this to Apoora before the podcast that the last gift which I gave to me, and this is not to please you guys in any manner, was a black eyeliner from Sugar.
3: Oh, nice.
2: That's not, that's not a, I'm not sure whether you call it one gift. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I don't give expensive things.
3: Uh, oh, just what I've awesome. So <laughs> It's the next and this will be a condition subsequent.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, Vinita uh, and Kaushik, this is for both of you. Working with your life partner, one pro and one con.
3: Oh, pro is blind trust. Actually, Actually, it's no, no, a pro. I'm thinking about the blind dress. <laughs> no, no. I'm thinking no, like I'm about the con. No, no. The <laughs> other pro is, go ja you don't have to recap ki happened in the office mein kya hua. <laughs> I can't answer that question. Con. Yeah, con is that we might be in a country in Europe having a nice uh, dinner and then we realize that we should not discuss work. And then we stay silent for 45 painful long seconds. Then we realized, let's a little bit about this.
0: I think pro is that uh, we, you know, we never have to worry about, uh, you know, not, never have to worry about running out of things to talk. Like, we always have so much to talk, and I feel that marriage may the only thing that lasts a decade ke baad is companionship, right? So, if you somehow have like lots to always talk about, even if it's work, um, you know, I think the connection always stays so I, that that so I think it's it is helping our marriage, and you know, not the other way around. Um, second is the con is, of course, that uh, you know, at work carry home, and at home they carry to work, so you know, the probability of a Fight extending and impacting both work and uh, personal is very high. Um, so yeah, that's the one.
1: Okay, lovely. Uh, if not this industry, which other industry would you guys be interested in?
0: With women's fitness.
3: Yeah,
0: athleisure.
3: What about you? It has to be brands, the new brands, either athleisure or uh, uh, sportswear footwear. Probably yeah.
1: The next question, I actually know the answer. I think you'll say both. But which side of Korshik and which side of Vinita do you like more? As a you know partner in life or as a co-founder?
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say left or right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and maybe a partner in life because uh, i think this is a chicken and egg question but if one hadn't happened to other i don't think it would have happened i cannot imagine spending 16 hours a day within an office and going back to someone who is like aaj aapko kya kya <laughs> <laughs> i
0: i i have a clear answer as well partner in life uh, i feel that for women who want to have a career their most important decision ever ever is who they get married to because that has like the single biggest impact on Absolutely. you know how, what kind of career you can have and like how much like support motivation um, you know you're able to get from your partner. so I, I really feel that obviously Koshik is a great co-founder, but I'm very lucky that he's like an exceptional uh, life partner and he's you know gives that. Um, <laughs> and, and without that there was no way to even have like a, a half decent career leave aside some you know one that is like so um all-encompassing so. very well said
1: um okay so delhi or bombay, bombay. which city do you like bombay,
3: bombay, bombay, bombay. bombay.
1: sorry street but <laughs> oh, yeah, I, i'll also say bombay, <laughs> bombay. <laughs> over rachi yeah, but also Delhi. I mean, given a choice, uh, I would always stay in Bombay. Uh, Chole Choli Bature versus Vada pav.
0: Chole Bature.
1: Vada
3: Pav, I think. Yeah, it's got Alu. Bongla aloo.
0: What is Ishpreet gonna say? Choli
3: Bature. I think
0: And oh, he will especially. pick Delhi, right? He didn't answer.
3: Of course yeah. it'll be Delhi.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it'll be Delhi, I'm sure. <laughs> Next question is for
1: all three of you. What do you prefer? WhatsApp or calling? Do you like people nudging you on WhatsApp or do you prefer them calling? SMS. Do you read your SMSs?
3: Yeah, I do. I do, I do. SMS, SMS uh, wo alag sa mein, true mein, I do. folder. I do. WhatsApp call and it's uh, very distracting. WhatsApp, so you guys? WhatsApp, yeah.
2: What's
1: that? What's Okay. Next question. I'll start with Korshik. Uh, which is your favorite social media platform, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram?
3: It has to be Instagram because of the business I am in. All, uh, all. Huh? All. All, I'm in. All all, all, all all of the above. Instagram, but all of
0: you What about you, Vinita? Uh, Instagram I think it's definitely by far the most encouraging like no matter what you do they'll be like you know there are women are very active and they're also supportive I mean I, I love Twitter because it's funny and uh, you know uh, you learn a lot there but it's also a brutal platform I think Instagram is just a very generous and uh, positive uh, platform still and I hope it stays this way Fingers crossed. Ishpreet,
2: you. <laughs> LinkedIn, actually, uh, I've been hooked to LinkedIn for a while and uh, I believe somehow I've not realized the power of Instagram for myself <laughs> I was So, LinkedIn. <clears throat>
1: okay, next question to all three of you again. How do you unwind? Koshik, we'll start with you.
3: Kids, I think, uh, spending, playing the most meaningless but meaningful games with them. Is just sometimes just so fulfilling, so fun, and I don't do even half of how much I should be doing. I think so, but it, it's, it's that that is that is on mine.
1: What about you, Vinita?
0: Kids and workout and Ishbri? Yeah,
2: I
3: think uh, almost
2: same answers. Uh, kids and uh, used to be used to be music and sports before kids, but now it's got added on in the like, so yeah, same answer.
1: <clears throat> and uh, so Kaushik and Vinita. How much do your kids know about sugar? Do they realize sugar is this big brand? Do they have that they, cognizance? So
0: i don't know big but wait, 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 I have to tell you this. Cool, right? So. <laughs> yeah 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 everything he knows sugar he knows quench uh there was this day where uh the teacher you know in a hindi class uh asked them uh was that uh you know aapki mummy kya karti hai or something like that okay was the question and uh, he actually raised his hand and said Meri chini hai. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he said he
3: said he or something
0: remember? <laughs> no, that's a different oh. that's a different thing oh. <laughs> But he actually said मेरी mummy चीनी बनाती है, so uh, but yeah yeah I think you know Ranveer knows exactly um, the logo of the brand. If there's a you know if he sees a product where the logo is not correct, uh, he will step in. And my little one has many times participated in product discussion, compact test karna. Uh, you know if I'm doing lipstick swatches or something, they'll come and join and they'll help me out with that. So I, they're very they
3: like paint yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: um okay vinita this is your question how do you guys decide your seating arrangement on shark tank it's very interesting
0: <laughs> uh, the creative uh, director decides i think based on like the color combinations uh, and of course alternating man woman um so that's the yeah
1: okay and kaushik do you attend some of these shoots of shark tank you yeah, get uh, the so, time
3: to attend some of them. So, so uh, I've not been able to attend even probably one third of the like the other spouses who attended probably because we were dividing time and I was with the kids at home or some work thing. But I've been to I think three, four of the yeah. shoots. It's uh, it's fascinating. And, and the fun part is as an outsider you see it, you're like, okay, part to scripted. Hoga. Ye wala part to hoga. It is all happening live. <laughs> and the only thing you can do is if you screw up or say something which you're not supposed to, you can maybe request the Sony team was say, "Can you please not show it me?" There. me. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it's totally their goal.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: so yeah, we, yeah last uh, we are to the last yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. section yeah. of the podcast.
2: Yeah, so we actually have a section uh, uh, which which covers, as per us, the more information we should have about their ecosystem in India. I think <laughs> it's significantly lacking. Um, And it's not about, honestly, we don't want to color it towards what what you see about stride. I think what's what's your way of looking at debt? Hmm. Uh, So we call this section as indebted to debt. And what do you think the founder should be aware about? Because uh, we like to believe what we've seen of this ecosystem in the past two years, there's been a lot of alternate capital which results into prevention of dilution if used well. And for use cases. Have you felt that uh, yourself? And uh, what are, what's the advice there? How do you feel about the debt ecosystem in India? And how do you want it to change?
0: So uh, I feel that if your company is doing well, uh, the easiest thing for you would be to raise equity capital. But it is probably dilution is the, um, you know, the worst mistake that you can make in that position. Because at the end of the day, if your company is doing well, uh, equity raise becomes easy, but then you know, that equity becomes more and more valuable with every passing month. Uh, and especially in businesses like, like D2C is going through a big boom. Uh, these are categories where there is high working capital and uh, capex, especially for a company like ours, which is offline, online, uh, products are there. Uh, I feel that, um, it's like it's designed to uh, supplement all equity uh, with debt and with that uh you know in the long term as founders uh, we can really benefit uh, so I, I I think one of our biggest regrets is that, uh, we didn't do as much as we could have early enough. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, firstly, we raised equity capital before product market fit. I would never advise anybody to do that. Secondly, I think you know we every time we were doing well, it was easy for us to raise VC capital, and we would just raise it. I think at all those on all those occasions if we thought about uh, not raising as much and supplementing in, in debt in earlier in our journey, uh, we would have been at a position with the same revenue, same cash and bank but much lesser dilution. So that's, I think, if I were to um, start a company again, uh, I would definitely think about debt much early on in my life. Cycle.
2: And I like the fact that you gave debt term sheets in Shark Tank. So, yeah. yeah, you
0: did. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I think in an environment where equity funding is uh, pushed as the normal narrative, as a media-friendly PR narrative, it's easy to forget that real businesses can be built in many ways. It's easy to forget that we are accountable for the money we raise because when we raise some capital, there are many funds and businesses whose normal course of business is that spend the money for growth in the next 15 months and raise another round. So that I think, I think experience is built DNA for us, right? So when you take debt, there's a certain amount of accountability that comes with that I need to return it. I think that is crucial for any entrepreneur at any stage of any company. I mean, like whether you're a, just someone begin starting out, whether somebody who's been running something for a 10, 15 years. So that's why I think debt, D for debt, D for discipline. I think uh, that's very important for every founder. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks so much for your views. Uh, yes, ma'am. No. Yes, Apoorva.
1: we come towards the end of the session, so thank you so much, Korshik and Vinita for you know gracing our first episode and you know just being as awesome as you are always.
3: No, thanks to you guys, thanks Apurva, thanks Ishvi. This was this has been in the works for a while, but as always, it just seems like we just uh, continue our discussion from where we left off earlier.
0: Thank you for launching this. Now, while running, I'll have a new podcast to listen to. I definitely, will listen to all the episodes. So, good luck for it, Ishvi and Apurva. Thank, Thank you.
2: you so much. Nice